Hey everyone, Josh here. I'm originally from Cape Town, South Africa, but over the last four years, I've been living, working, and traveling across Asia. I've been in Vietnam, Taiwan, Cambodia, and most recently, Bali, Indonesia. While the number of countries I've traveled to isn't super high, I consider myself to be extremely privileged to have been able to stay in some of these places for a really long amount of time. I think this has given me a kind of experience that a lot of travelers just don't get when they race through places. What I really like about this podcast is the way in which it's able to capture those features of deep and meaningful travel, elucidated with useful tips in Don's super soothing voice. So yeah, big fan of the podcast, um, and thanks for having me, Don. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Travelers Art Coffee with the Travelers Art Podcast. Thanks a lot, Josh, for that voice message. I love hearing from you guys. You know, if you want to send me and the rest of the listeners a message, it's no big deal. It's super easy. We'd love to hear from you. Just let us know who you are, what you're doing at the moment, maybe a small detail you've noticed, some good food, a person you might have met on your trip, maybe something subtle but significant to you. Try and keep it to a minute or less. That would be great to hear from everyone. So I was about to record this podcast actually yesterday. I've been somewhat putting it off because the email that I got was a very good question. And I think it's very cogent and extremely timely, especially what happened yesterday. But I also had some issues with the playback on my computer. Um, For some reason, the audio was off, so I had to do some maintenance and take care of it. And then I ran out of time, so I had to leave the studio and get some errands done. So ultimately, I didn't get the recording done. And to be honest, I was a bit disappointed. Um, But lo and behold, not getting it done was a real blessing. It actually reminds me of a story when I missed the last train in a small town in Italy next to the Adriatic Sea. Missing that train ended up being an amazing and educational experience. I think I'm actually going to do a story-based podcast on that because it was fascinating. Anyway, so as I was on my errands, I ended up uh, tapping into a really great podcast I love to listen to and uh, started following, and it's Cal Newport's podcast called Deep Questions. If you haven't heard of him, it's no big deal, but he's actually pretty well known in kind of the science and knowledge worker community. He has a PhD in computer science from MIT, and he's a a tenured professor, I'm pretty sure, at Georgetown University. He's the author of six books, such as Deep Work. And one that also had a huge impact on me was the book Digital Minimalism. I think they both had equal input, but uh, in a lot of ways, they were, I wouldn't say they were like, quote, speaking my language, but it's just good stuff. In his recent episode, on his podcast, number 132, Cal comments on a recent series released by the Wall Street Journal called The Facebook Files. Now, Cal's a brilliant and calm yet highly driven man, and his unpacking 
and systematic dissection of the ill effects of social media is actually well-crafted and perfectly timed. He has addressed social media issues in his podcasts, but it was the first time he worked with another source as a point of discussion. He's also given a TED Talk on this topic, so you can look him up. Which ultimately kind of brings me to the email I received. Let me pull it out. All right, here it is. Don, I really appreciate the way that you travel with mindfulness toward the places you visit and reverence toward the cultures you immerse yourself in. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate that. In an effort to travel in such a conscious way, what are your thoughts around mindful ways of sharing our trips when they have been to lesser known locations? I ask this with the issues such as geotagging and ecosystem disruption in mind, where places like Horseshoe Bend and Catterskill Falls have lost their hidden nature due to social media sharing and consequently overcrowding. How can we balance sharing our experiences in beautiful, off-the-grid locations with others while ensuring we are preserving the very remote nature that gives such a place its beauty and dimension? Looking forward to your thoughts, John. John, I really appreciate that email. And social media is something that is um, a charged topic. Clearly from uh, what I said at the beginning of the podcast with Cal Newport's dialogue and the recent release of the Wall Street Journal's podcast series and articles called The Facebook Files. Now, as I answer this, I could come off as a Luddite. And I want to kind of frame that by saying I was an early adopter technology. I was an early Facebook user. And things change and things evolve. Actually, Cal Newport, in one of his podcasts in the uh, early part of the time he got into podcasting, probably like episode five or four, all of which are really great. I really recommend them to everyone. He actually mentions that most of social media was quite benign until 2010 when Facebook decided to move into a public space and where the manipulation of people's behavior and the the uh, augmentation and inclusion of advanced AI technology got involved in Facebook. And well, things have gone downhill since then. So, but in answer to your question, social media is not, I repeat, not a benign technology. Social media is essentially junk food of the mind. Flavor with no nutrients. This coupled with the epidemic of junk values that feeds into a warped and disingenuous perspective of life is creating a downstream of sadness and addiction to the technology, which is what a trillion dollar company wants. Johan Hari, last name spelled H-A-R-I. He talks about this in his TED Talk from 2019 basically saying that we're lonely and depressed because our values are wrong and we're alone. We're not interfacing with each other. We're not spending time together. We think that we go onto social media to see things and see what's happening. But the truth is we're actually there to be seen. And that's why we post. Now I'm speaking in broad terms here, but most of the time our mind is taken up with the idea of comparison when we're on social media, we're comparing, oh, that's good, that's bad. Are we infinite scroll? We get involved in a time suck. Remember that comparison is the root of much of our suffering. 
doesn't seem like a lot at the time, but like a dripping faucet. Over time, it will flow over the bucket and ultimately damage the home. I mean, let's really take a step back. What does it say about someone who is selfing their life? Creating Instagram stories and videos, posting really meaningless pieces of their life to garner attention. What we don't realize is that no one really cares about where we have been unless it's in correlation to themselves. I've spoken about this in a podcast called Coming Home on a Traveler's Art Coffee. Our monologues ultimately fall on deaf ears. I'm kind of of the opinion, John, let's stop trying to be cool and do cool things and then just keep it to ourselves. Live the life you value rather than recruit, convince, and pontificate how everybody else should be or where they should go. It's important to remember that the more you try and buy or display or to garner attention to feel valued and seen, the more distant that desire will be fulfilled. Social media is ultimately a Trojan horse that is saying, connect with your friends, get inspired by those you follow. The truth is quite to the contrary. You actually don't get connection with those you care about and love. You just make contact. Tristan Harris, who did the movie The Social Dilemma and the podcast Your Undivided Attention, which is amazing, digs into the true nature of social media and what's going on behind the curtain. Why we go to social media? We want to connect. Social media promises this will happen. It seldom delivers, mainly because they and many of us have contact and connection confused. Cal Newport speaks about this in his book, Digital Minimalism, and also on his podcast. Contact is actually simple. It's like thinking of you in a text message. You're making contact. But connection is having a conversation via voice or video or by some strange shift in behavior. You actually meet this person face to face and talk to them. I mean, we're ultimately, we're social creatures and we're simple. We need and must have real connection, not contact. Social media, in effect, is telling us what we want to hear and then makes money on us. The true reality, one of the big problems we have, John, with social media, basically destroying the last remaining gems of the world, is narcissism. To be seen, to be validated, to garner accolades, social media is the perfect fuel. Dr. Romani, who is a leading expert in narcissism, explains at length the issues with the behavior and the personality disorder of narcissism. In answer to your question, John, okay, so get ready. I'm about to drop a pretty complex and difficult task upon you and the rest of the listeners. Don't post any of your trip, ever. I know it's going to be difficult and challenging to have that magical talent of self-control, but sadly, this is the only way. The path out is going to be really hard. Take social media off your phone. Put the phone with that pathetic camera away in your backpack. Leave it at the hotel room. Leave it at the guest hostel. Put it in a Ziploc bag and stow it in the safe. Start to pay attention to your surroundings. Be where you are. Journal your feelings and smells and sounds and sights. Sit still and listen. You know, if you want to take photographs, get a legitimate camera. And make real art and not sub-quality snapshots with a bad camera. If you have a legitimate camera with a real glass lens and a real large 
digital sensor, you'll be able to make large prints of what you value from your experiences. You can make a book from a print-on-demand service like Blurb or something similar. Think slow, not so fast. Instantability doesn't necessarily make good value. You could write a letter. Remember, being unseen is okay. What are you really trying to offer to someone by posting on social media that will actually make their lives better? How is you posting not about yourself anyway? Again, that goes back to narcissism. How can you share where it's not about you? That actually reminds me of a story that I I don't know if I've told this before. I'll tell it anyway. I've been to Angkor Wat a few times, and the first time was a very long time ago, basically the year 2000. And the world was different then, in more ways than one. And I took a lot of photographs when I was there, kind of springboarded my my, uh, photojournalism career. And I never had a photo of me except for one. I put my camera on the timer and sat with two young Cambodian kids. And we just did a portrait together. That was the only photograph I took of myself the entire time. And mainly because the kids wanted their photo taken. And I thought, well, why don't we just do a joint photo? Kind of a community thing. Fast forward when I went there recently. There were Instagram platforms set up for tourists to do selfies in front of basically sacred temple sculptures. This behavior has completely devalued the magic of Angkor Wat. And I can say that because I was there before the world of the selfie and social media. So the formula, or what I like to term the heuristic, keep your travel experiences to yourself until you have crafted them into something that has lasting value for you. And if someone benefits along the way, so be it. But just don't post anything on social media. Just don't. Like I said, just take that stuff off your phone. You're going to get your life back. Trust me, I've done it. Why dilute an experience by posting it on the infinite scroll world where your experience and feelings are curated into a homogenized gumbo that is ultimately diluted and becomes meaningless drivel? Your experiences are worth more than that. You are worth more than that. John, I hope that answers your question. You know, I'm probably going to make some enemies, and I I think there's plenty of people that have pushback for this uh, answer to your question. But I'm going to put a a collection of links with all the people I cited during this uh, Traveler's Art Coffee. And I encourage everybody to indulge yourself in doing research. Stay away from anecdotes and stories, because often we're confusing those with evidence. And the truth is it's not. If you haven't uh, had the opportunity to listen to the Wall Street Journal's three-part series, which I think is expanding now, I recommend you do that. Because in the end, when you get on the phone and talk to someone, not have a conversation texting, not having a conversation through Instagram posting and the rest of it, but really talk to someone 
First off, you're going to build your self-confidence, which is important. And second, when you travel, you have to talk to people. That's how you get around. That's how you find out what's cool. Otherwise, you're just going to be trapped in the online reviewing of replicated experiences and just guidebooks and all the rest of the things that people do now for travel that really is artificial and contrived. You know, I talked about curating your own trip in a previous podcast. If you haven't heard that, I recommend it. Anyway, John, I want to thank you for your email and Josh for messaging in. It's been great hearing from you. Hope things are uh, going well in Bali for you and for everybody else for that matter. Well, that'll wrap it up for this Travelers Art Coffee. I really appreciate everybody's attention. And you know, if this podcast has value for you, please do me a favor. Go ahead and share it with other people and let them know about it. All right, everyone. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. So many heartaches, so many faces, so many dirty things you couldn't 